What is up, podcast fam? Today, we are diving into getting into the mind of your market. We can call this something else too, like getting into the mind of your buyer. Really what we're wanting to do is understand your ideal clients so deeply that when you market to them, they're literally sending you DMs of like, did you write this for me? How did you know? You're reading my mind. And they're continually getting so nurtured and heated up and warmed up from your content that when you sell to them, they're like, take my credit card. And of course we do this through different styles of content, but for today, what we're diving into is how to understand your buyer on a deep level. Where do you extract this information from? I often get asked, but how? Like Michelle, I understand I need to know this stuff, but how do I do this? How do I do this really effectively? And something I will say that I really want you to start to pay attention to. So once you find this information, once you have it, 99% of you listening probably already have this information somewhere. Uh, you just haven't looked at it or looked at it in this way where you can apply it to your content that you're putting out, where you can apply it to your marketing planning, right? And so we really want to be intentional with the information that we're going to dive into today so that you can start to learn your audience, your ideal clients on such a deep level so that when you do sell to them, they're like, yes. I am ready, right? And really being able to bring this to life inside of your content consistently. And what I want you to pay attention to is what things you notice grab more traction to your ideal clients. When you talk about specific things, when do you notice they move? Like, I really want you to start thinking about the data here of if I, I know that when I talk about this topic, my people move. I noticed when I talked about this on my slides or this in this piece of content or used this verbiage, I noticed more people moved. I noticed more clicks on my website. I noticed more inquiries. I noticed when I talked about this specific topic, that's when I got a DM of somebody saying, are you reading my mind, right? We really wanna pay attention to that because then we know what's working and we can leverage that. We wanna leverage what's working, right? If we know it's working, then like, let's leverage it. Let's, let's keep using it to make our lives easier, right? Because you can replicate it once we know it's working versus throwing stuff out there and like hoping they resonate, hoping that it sticks. We don't want that, right? And so let's dive into the mind of your market today. And when you do this, sales are going to be simpler, right? So knowing your market will be something that helps you always generate sales. And you've probably heard me say this before, but I'm gonna say it again because you need to hear this. Two of the most important things that we need to know from our market, from our ideal clients, the people that we want to have investing in us is one, what are they sitting in that they don't want? What are the problems that they have right now before they work with you that they don't want? On that, how do they say that and describe that in their words? Not how do you say it, not how do you describe it, how do they describe it and say it in their words? On the other side of this, we need to know what do they desire and what do they want that they don't have yet? And how do they describe it and how do they say it in their words? Not your words, in their words. How do they say this and describe this? And when we know that information, we can then take it 
And we can use that in sales slides. We can use that in selling on stories. We can use that in our videos and our podcasts, everywhere that we're marketing to create that ideal client resonating with the marketing and the messaging that you're putting out, them resonating with what you're talking about because we're speaking so directly to them. We're not speaking at them. They know that we understand them, right? So those are two of the most important things that we need to know. The third thing that we need to know, and I really want you to sit with this, is what are they doing every single day? Think about your ideal client. What are they doing every day? What are they feeling every single day? What are they thinking every single day? What's frustrating for them every single day? I want to give you an example of this, okay? So when I think about my ideal clients um, for certain offers, right? For certain offers, I know that my ideal client typically wakes up in the morning, they do some variation of a morning routine or they try to if they have time and then they end up on their phones and they're scrolling and then they see somebody that like is maybe more successful than them, somebody that's killing it, somebody that is in their same niche and they just like had the biggest launch or just made the most money. All of a sudden they feel triggered and then they're like, what's wrong with me? What am I not doing? What am I missing? Feeling really frustrated and then it kind of, puts them in a funk for the rest of the day and feeling like they constantly need to overcompensate in their content and their marketing because there's gaps that are happening, but they're also super triggered because they're not where they want to be yet. Right? So I, that's an example of what I know my ideal client is doing and sitting in every single day, right? One version of my ideal client for one of my offers. And so when I say that you might have a variance of offers or even a variance of products, right? For example, let's say you're a skincare line. You have a multitude of products. You probably have products for clients with acne, and then you have products for clients with potentially oily skin, and then you've got products for clients that are wanting to anti-age, right? You've got a variance of skincare products. So what each one of those clients is doing day to day is going to be very different. The client that's suffering with acne is going to be doing something very different than the person that has oily skin and doesn't have acne. And the person that's trying to, to anti-age is doing something very different than the person with oily skin and the person with acne, right? So thinking about it from that lens too, not just putting all of your people in one box, getting really clear on what the problems your ideal clients are sitting in, the desires that they have, the wants that they have, and what they're doing, thinking, and feeling every single day. And again, if you've got multiple offers and services, doing that for every single one of them. And then if you've got multiple products, doing the same thing for uh, products as well. And every single one of your products, because again, we don't wanna just lump people into one box. It's not gonna serve anybody and your offers aren't gonna sell as well, right? And so ways to find this, this tends to be, for some reason, an unsexy word in the industry. I think over the years, it's gotten a really bad rap of, market research. Like I can't tell you how many times I will see things and see people post things still to this day. Like almost every day, I think I see it in some way, shape or form that market research is dead. Do you think big corporations and big businesses like Lululemon, for example, that they don't do market research, that they don't listen to their market why do you think their align pants have been around as long as they've been? Why do you think they've made a multitude of like 
different aligned pants. They've like made them better. They've added like different lines. It's because they're listening to their market. They're listening to their consumers. They're listening to their complaints. They're listening to their desires of how they want a legging to fit. They made them more high rise. They've made some more mid mid waist. They're listening to their market. But then we're out here and people are saying market research is dead. In my opinion, I think if you're not listening to your market, you're making sales so much harder. You're making content so much harder. That makes you just have to guess. Oftentimes you'll hear people say like, when you do this, you'll never have to, like you'll never run out of things to say. And that's the truth because when you know your market and you know so clearly who you're marketing to, you know what they're sitting in, you know their desires, you know what they're doing, and you can articulate that to them so clearly, you're not going to run out of things to say. And also you're not going to be guessing. If I, uh, if I were to ask you the question, I want you to ask yourself this question because it'll be really profound. Like get out a notebook, write down this question and answer. And if you don't know the answer, that's okay. This tells us that there's room for improvement. This tells us that there's room for market research. This tells us that there's information that we need to find out. I want you to ask yourself, what motivates my people to buy? When I talk about, like, if I were to talk about, can you, I want to see how I want to ask this. Can you write down the top two to three things that you know that if you talk about motivates your people to buy? Do you know those things? Do you know those pieces of content? And if your answer is no, that's okay. It tells us we need to find out that information because then we're continually guessing. And I want to give you an example of this. I, for quite some time now, I think three years, um, have been known for unlaunching um, in the online business space because I had gone from running a business that was structured to have to launch, meaning my business didn't make money unless I was launching. So Literally, my business was like up and down and up and down. It was very exhausting. I was super burnt out because we didn't have revenue and new, we didn't have new sales coming in. I didn't have the ability to make new sales unless I was launching a program or taking on one-to-one clients. So my, my calendar was packed. I was launching all of the time. I was constantly selling one offer while running another offer. It was a lot. And so what I had kind of coined that word as when I got, when I shifted my business model and I shifted how I was running my offers and some sales, some ways I was selling, and of course enhanced my marketing and messaging, um, I said, I self-proclaimed unlaunched my business, right? And I know to this day, anytime I talk about that, people reach out because I also know my ideal client is stuck in their income being dependent on doing launches. And there's nothing wrong with launches, not to say I won't ever launch, but their businesses are dependent on the start-stop model, which then their income is going like this. And so ultimately what they want to do, my ideal client is they want to stable out their income and they want to be able to grow their income, whether they launch or not, right? At the end of the day, it's less about the launch and it's more about the business model and the stability of income. So I know if I talk about those few things, my people move. That's a motivating factor. Like I know how to motivate my people to move and reach out to me.
to buy. And so that's what I want you to get really clear on. We need to know those things for you. But first we need to know the three things we just went through, the problems that your ideal clients are sitting in, the desires that they have, that they, the desires and wants that they have that they don't have yet. And then what they're doing daily, um, sitting in, feeling, experiencing every single day. And we can't find that information in just our heads. We find that information from speaking to our people. Really easy ways to do this without having to conduct like market research calls um, is looking, if you were somebody that's been in business for a while, my guess is that you've had sales conversations quite a bit, whether they've been sales calls or in the sales, in the DMs, go back to those conversations. In year one, when I was doing sales calls, I used to have, I'm aging myself when I say this. I used to have like a trapper keeper. If anyone knows what those are, please, please let me know. <laughs> let me know. I'm not alone. I used to have a trapper keeper in year one of my business. And every sales call I went on, I would handwrite, I would be on speakerphone with the client in my office, and I would handwrite everything that they said to me on that call. And then I would take what they were saying and I would use that in my content. Literally since year one of my business, I've been doing this. And so you're like the easiest way to extract this information is in your sales conversations. Because in sales conversations, if you're asking the right questions, you're finding out this information. You're finding out the problems that they're sitting in and how they describe it. You're finding out the desires that they have and how they describe it. You're finding out what's frustrating for them, what they're doing every day, what's not working, what they're feeling, what they're sitting in. You're finding all of that out in your sales conversation. So if you're somebody that does sales calls, you can either record them with the client's permission and of course, keeping that confidential. Um, and or if you're on a regular call, you're taking notes. And or if you're selling in the DMs, which majority of us are at this point, um, if you're selling in the DMs, go back to your DMs and extract that. And what I have my clients do, I have them put it in like a cash, we call it like the cash money, uh, the cash money document. And like, you can title it that, like it's your money, it's a money making document because essentially you're, you're extracting what your ideal clients are sitting in, what they're doing, all this information that we need, this market research from your sales conversations, put it in one place. And then when you're creating content, plug into that so that you're so into the mind of your market. Something else I recommend that you do, this is so easy. Listen to your current clients, listen to what they're asking you. The questions that they're asking you are literally content. Create content on that, create podcast episodes on that. Your, your clients are literally telling you what they need to hear from you. Another way that you can do this beyond client questions, beyond um, conversa sales conversations, anytime you run a new program or anytime you start a new client or a new client starts in your world in an evergreen offer, one-to-one, you're running a masterclass, um, a challenge, anytime you're enrolling people into anything, whether um, it's in an evergreen program or something new, free or paid, capitalize on all your opportunities to find market research. We want to ask market research questions upon joining. And you can do this in a couple of ways. If you're running your programs through Facebook groups, Facebook groups have the option to ask three prompting questions. We literally do this for every single one of our programs. We've been doing this for years. We save all of those answers and we've got it in our cash. In our cash. Right now we have actually an Excel sheet for every single offer and our market research. So I can plug into there whenever I, I want to. 
and I never run out of things to say, right? And so asking prompting questions to new clients that are coming into your world, you can also do this through a Google form or a type form. We need to get this information. Now, if you're somebody in your language, I don't have access to any of that. I don't got sales calls. I don't got um, sales conversations. Um, that that probably that tells me that you're newer in your business, and then that just means you've got to have conversations with people in your community. You've got to potentially look at people in your current life that are potentially ideal clients, not to sell them, but to extract this information from or open up um, something else that you could do is you can open up free market research calls, and this you could be anywhere in business. You'd be making six figures, multi six figures, and open up market research calls if that's something that you want to do. I see people doing that all of the time completely up to you. You can message if there's ideal clients that you haven't worked with, but you're like, I would love to work with them. Do this in a non-creepy way. Um, and don't try and sell them, but you can message them and say, Hey, I'm conducting market research. Would you mind if I asked you a few questions and you could just reply back to me here in the DMs? Like, like there's zero, um, like I'm not going to pitch you. Um, I think where market research kind of got a little over the last couple of years is people were kind of using it as like this falsified, like I'm going to do market research, but then I'm going to pitch you. And like, in my mind, I'm like, do market research and do market research and then make content that's so good that sells them anyway. That then by the end of your market research call, they're asking how they can work with you. That's my thought on it. I'm like, don't, we're not going to do some trickery ish. Like we're not here for that ish. That's not what we're going to do. So if you're going to conduct market research and you're going to involve people live in the process, actually conduct market research, have it serve them, have it serve you, do the right thing. And then again, we want to make content so good that naturally you're like, by the way, how can I work with you? How can I do that? And you're not just like getting them on a call to secretly pitch them because that's gross. We're not going to do that. But when you know this information and you put this inside of your content, you will see literally a world of difference. You will be speaking and be so honed in to the mind of your market and into your ideal clients. Sales will start shifting. And then again, as I mentioned be sure to pay attention to what's motivating them to move. So then you can collect that data so then you can replicate it. I'm gonna leave that here. Go have fun, go get in the mind of your market. And as you know, everything gets to sell everything and I'll see you in the next episode.